Oh. <laughs> hello, 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 everybody. Guess Welcome what? Welcome to the second quarter. <laughs> it's the second quarter of Christmas. It's also for your run. It's me, Sean. If you haven't guessed already, the laughter in the background, that's Blair. <laughs> and guess what, everyone? You might have thought, will Sean and Blair forget about their concept for no. Christmas? That no. would be offensive to the spirit of Christmas. You're right. <laughs> We are in the second quarter of Christmas, everybody. We're heading straight into Christmas halftime. Yeah. We need you all to really be giving it your all. And uh, and then, you know, Thanksgiving's going to show up. Black yep. Friday's going to show up. Little Christmas halftime. Just a little bit. Little tiny so, break. <laughs> you know, that's where we're at. And uh, if you guys could just continue really pushing Christmas halftime, the whole Christmas starts yes. in November. Movies, We're here. matching jammies, totally hot here. chocolate with marshmallows. That's right. Those That's are right. all of my, these are a few of my, my favorite, favorite things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and by this point, you've probably hopefully listened to the Mariah Carey, All I Want for Christmas is You So Much. I think for the second quarter, you guys can really get into the Kelly Clarkson dot, oh, uh, uh, catalog of Christmas Under the music. Christmas tree, right? That's Isn't where, that uh, the song? Yeah. yeah. That, that, that's a good second quarter. <laughs> so you guys just cue up some Kelly Clarkson and get, you know, really get into the Christmas mm-hmm. spirit at this point, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, I love a little Carrie Underwood. She does a really nice song. Right. Yeah. 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 I mean, even yeah. all the, the classics, the old classics you grew up with, rocking around yeah. the Christmas tree. <laughs> It's a good one. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. Oh, so now that we've made it incredibly clear, everybody, let's get to the important pieces of what this podcast is. I mean, honestly, I think you probably all agree that this entire Christmas halftime thing is probably the centerpiece, but it's everybody's not. doing it. <laughs> Everyone's doing it. It's the cool thing to do. It's not the centerpiece of today's podcast, no, everyone. It's not because we have a guest. And it's a really cool guest. She's an she's awesome, awesome. She's an awesome guest. She lives up in the uh, North Dakota area, not the North mm-hmm. Pole. Uh, Christmas no. reference. Uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> but that would have uh-huh. been cool. <laughs> oh. Listen, I'm going to go ahead and uh, put a little uh, feeler out for let's change the name of North Dakota to North Pole. Wouldn't mm-hmm. that be fun? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be really yeah, fun. It'd be awesome. <laughs> and then South Dakota could be the South Pole and it would just totally mess with everybody. <laughs> totally. Um, no one would understand what to do no, at all. Not at all. <laughs> So our guest today is Hannah. You know her on IG as Hannah G dot runs. Mm-hmm. Guess what, everybody? She does run. She has the a IG runner. handle lives up to the hype. She <laughs> has recently run the Bismarck Marathon. Before that, she ran some other marathon. The name of it is escaping me. In it, these, was a, it was a, a hefty. It was a hefty. A hefty trail. A hefty, a hefty, hefty yeah. garbage bag of a it marathon. Was, it was intense. That, yeah. Wait till you hear her describe that one. Yeah. Just, you know, it'll uh, really make you want to go try it yourself. Not do this mm, one at all. No. <laughs> but Hannah um, has been running for a whole, whole, whole lot of her life. And yeah. she started as a cross country runner. She you know, got to a point where she started dabbling in these old half marathon things, chestnuts, yep. if you will. Ding, ding, ding. Christmas <laughs> reference. And, uh, you know, then started running these full marathons. And um, I think she's having a pretty great time doing it. And, uh, you know, we also got into some other pretty awesome things. Like she lives on a super fun little farm and That's she's really got cool. some cows yep. and all that jazz. And, uh, we had a super great time talking we to did. her. We did. It was really fun. I enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. Much like 
Ashley, I think we could just have Hannah. Let's just have Hannah and Ashley on at the same time. Absolutely. Yeah. As many humans as we can, because then Zoom will really enjoy that. (laughs) Oh, man. No, no, no. I don't, I'm not ready for that. I love the concept, but I don't know if no, that would go Yeah, through. I think this is the one where I blipped out. <laughs> yes. So last week's episode, my Zoom fully betrayed me. This mm-hmm. week, uh, Blair just, you know, kind of vanished for a hot second. I don't even know if anyone will know, but you did. It happened. I did. It was a weird feeling to blip out and be like, where'd everybody go? I wonder if that's how people felt in the Avengers. <laughs> you know what? And, uh, <clears throat> in a really proud moment here. Let's just go ahead and say it. Blair was frozen, but guess what, everyone? We let it go. We <laughs> let did. it go. We did. It could be a Christmas movie. And <laughs> now we get sued by Disney. Well, I'm not going to sing it. I'm sure, surely not even going to attempt to sing it. That would be offensive <laughs> to everybody's ears. So <laughs> I will oh, not man. try that. But I do enjoy a good Frozen movie. The children, of course, will not let me watch it because it's very girly. There's no no ninjas or real fighting in it, so I have to watch that one by myself. <laughs> well, that's unfortunate. It's okay. I don't mind. What is, we've talked recently in other episodes that Home Alone is a go-to, but what is truly the essence of Christmas movies for you? I mean, really, it's Home Alone. Like, yeah. it is... I mean, (laughs) the second one, especially the kids Uh, cannot get over the scene where they throw bricks at his head. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They love that episode or that, that, that version of it. They just cannot stop laughing when he's like trying to point out that the bricks are coming and just continually gets beamed. Oh my God. I I mean, I know that's not the spirit of Christmas at all. You know what? Then for the spirit of Christmas, they love the Polar Express. Wow. They do. Okay. They really love the Polar Express. This is cool. It's also a thing at school. Oh, that's They have like Polar Express Day and they can wear their jammies to school and they make them hot cocoa. And it's usually like the second or last day of school. There are a couple of like old trains close to here that do Polar Express stuff in the winter. That's cool. Yeah. And they take people out. Yeah. It's, uh, I have not done it, but my sisters have taken my nieces and nephews to do it. And, uh, yeah, that, that sounds like a pretty cool experience. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. I think we're going to go with spirit of Christmas because obviously beaning someone with a brick (laughs) is not the spirit of Christmas, but definitely Polar Express. Yeah. 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 I, um, Polar Express is a good one. I think that um, Elf is like so quintessential Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fantastic one. Mm -hmm. Um, The Santa Claus. We love those too. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, but I also love Tim Allen. I think he's hysterical. So yeah. Yeah. He's crazy. Martin Short in the third one. I mean, yeah. yeah. Great humor. Just, I know. We just like the funny stuff. (laughs) Yeah. It's all good. But. Yeah, I uh, so listen, everybody. I'm you better be watching them. You better be watching them. You better be in on the Christmas music. We need to have a favorite Christmas dish, like treats Mm. and things that are only at Christmas. Man, that's a fantastic question. Okay, 
We've got a whole bunch. So my mom has a sugar cookie recipe that is fantastic. Your mom also makes delicious pies and tiny mason she jars does. that I've yet to indulge in. She but. does. Um, so we have stolen her sugar cookie recipe. So we do uh-huh. sugar cookies um, for good. Christmas. We also do, I don't know, sometimes people look at me like this is the weirdest thing ever. And what is that? Mm-hmm. Um, when we were little, she, I think one year Kellogg's, um, put on the back of their cornflakes, these wreaths. So it's basically okay. like a Rice Krispie treat. Okay. You do marshmallow with cornflakes and then you huh. dye it green and you form them into a wreath. Well, I'm all about that because we do yeah. the Rice Krispie treat and then we yeah. dye them green and we put like yeah, Christmas yeah, yeah. sprinkles, but I yes. am all for a so marshmallow crunchy treat. <laughs> the, the kind of key to them is you also put, you know, those little red, red hot things. Yes. Yep. So you put three or four of them on the wreath as like the ornaments on okay. the wreath. So it's a cornflake wreath with marshmallows dyed green. And then you put little red, red hots on it. And that is the cornflake wreath. So we'll have to try that. That's one of my family favorites too. She makes um, this thing called like a cream cheese log. That is super awesome. Wow. She makes a chocolate chip coffee cake thing. That's wow! I will, super, that sounds super good great. too. Um, there's other stuff. She really, she really, she makes her own peanut butter balls. They do that. Ooh, those are good. Yeah, my yeah. mom is all in on. She's the all in the kitchen for cake. real. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and this is why Christmas needs to start sooner so that I get more of those things. And she, then I'm gonna wonder why running is so hard for yes, us. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Harder. Hey, no <laughs> had way too many sweets. <laughs> what what things on your side? What what uh, are we always made um homemade chocolate chip cookies? That was like mm-hmm. our thing. We would make homemade chocolate chip cookies and um we would give them to neighbors and do like a cookie party where you everyone brings their like family oh, cookie and yes. then we exchange and you can take a plate of everybody's like fun cookies home. Mm-hmm. So we That's try to still awesome. do that with friends and family in the area. Yeah. We love cookies. Cookies are oh, delicious. Cookies are wonderful. Yes. Of course. We um I went out to the grocery store the other day um, and I found something so absolutely incredible that I immediately picked it up with no rationale whatsoever, <laughs> proceeded to carry it around Kroger for the rest of my time in the grocery store, had other shoppers asking me, where did I find that? Uh-huh. It is, oh my God, it's so good. It is a Reese cup um, Christmas present. What? And you might say, that sounds, what, what? It's just what a Reese cup with like some, no, no, no. It is like a five and a half foot long box <laughs> that has 18 sets of Reese cups in it. And on the back, it has 18 reasons to open each pack. And it's it like says, a Reese's cup advent calendar. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. And on the front, it says, I love you this much. And it's as wide as the Reese cup box. It's like five wow. and a half feet. And it is so awesome that I immediately saw it and was like, I am buying this right now. And it's yes. actually pretty affordable because it was 10 bucks. So that's like 60 cents per. Yeah. I'm terrible like, at math. Listen, so that sounds I'm, good. It's less I'm than a dollar. I'm saving tons of money <laughs> and are. I'm getting 18 packs of Reese cups. I love so, that. Yeah, so for everyone else out there, go to your local grocery store and find and your own 18-pack of Reese Cups. <laughs>
just trying to help out the consumer end of this holiday season. Of course, yeah. It's important for the second quarter. Oh, the second quarter is crucial, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) It's where you can set the stage for the last two. That's right. You can't lose the game in the first quarter, but you sure can't blow it in the second quarter. Sure can. So let's just get with it, everybody. Let's not do that. All right. Now that we've reminded all of you to keep up, keep at it, and keep with it, it's time to talk to (laughs) Hannah. We hope you guys all enjoy it. We hope you're having a great time on your runs. And you better be celebrating Christmas. Just Mm -hmm. telling you. All right, everybody. (laughs) Enjoy some time with Hannah. All right. Well, here we are. (laughs) Hannah, first off, it's great to speak to you as a human being, not via Instagram. Um, Autumn, Autumn adores all of your posts. And I know that you guys have wonderful conversations. So she sends her best from. We should have had Autumn join us. Oh my gosh. That would have been such a good idea. (laughs) Could have really planned it out. I keep actually waiting for Autumn to be a guest on your podcast. So I hope you talked about that a number of times. Don't you worry. (laughs) Okay, good. It's going to happen. We're just waiting for like the opportune time. Peer pressure and and peer pressure it. and peer pressure. I get it. But um, thank you for having me. And peer pressure. <laughs> yeah, it's great to it's great to be able to talk to you. You have um, I have a a nice list of people that I um, Blair and I stumble across, and we say that person is awesome, and we should talk to them. And you have been on that list, so we were really thank excited you. to be able to ask you. Um, I know certainly that um, from an analytical perspective, you are <laughs> severely boosting our North Dakota listener traffic. Yes. Um, so super appreciative of that. Um, and we will, I, I know that you and I have had little jokes of like, you know, North Dakota in general is actually a pretty mm-hmm. cool place to be. It's a fun little scene in terms of running too. And um, mm-hmm. I, I had a, uh, she was my eighth grade dance date. Um, <laughs> she is who oh was in North Dakota for a while working for, um, I think like the state Senate or something for a while, but, okay. um, mm-hmm. she was always very, uh, positive cause, uh, Christy traveled a lot and was like mm-hmm. a well-versed traveler. And I was like, of all places in the world that you end up Christy, it's North Dakota. And she's like, don't know. Don't knock it. It's actually very cool. And Christy, I I totally respected her input. So um, yeah, when you and I were joking bits and pieces around North Dakota, Mm -hmm. I was like, Hey, I'm not, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna knock it. So it's it's an amazing place to be. I agree with Christy (laughs) and I'm from Minnesota. So it's, you know, I haven't always been here, but (laughs) you've just been like uh, flirting with the border of Canada. (laughs) Yeah. It's still really cold. (laughs) Absolutely. I'm from central Minnesota. And then I went to school in Fargo, North Dakota, which Fargo will always have a piece of my heart. I just love that town um, for many reasons, mostly, mostly the people, but, and then found ourselves in Bismarck after, after graduating college, my husband and I uh, moved out here and honestly, it's just, it's, it's a great place to be. (laughs) Well, I can, you know, I can say I grew up in a relatively rural area myself. And I think for at least a brief period of my like 
early mid twenties, I thought I'll probably end up in a city or some suburbia and, um, aspired to that a little bit. And then as I matured a, a little bit, I, I found myself wanting to be further away from all of the, True. the chaos True. again. So we, yes. uh, when we built a house, we, we went and found land away from mm-hmm. suburbia and mm-hmm. we are happy mm-hmm. to be here. So, um, yeah, I, I totally, totally get it. And we, uh, you said Fargo, Blair, mm-hmm. that's where Steven said he ran his first full, correct? Was Fargo the Fargo? Was fool? it his first one though? I know yeah, he ran it. I mean, I, I don't know if it was his first. Okay, now I'm gonna have to text him. Hang on, I know. we'll get back to you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so you know, Steven was a big fan of of. Uh, I've heard great things about well. the Fargo mm-hmm. marathon. Lots of people yeah. have gone there. I was hoping I was hoping to get to be able to put a plug in for it next spring. You know, <laughs> it would be. So fun to see people sign up for it because we we're starting to make a list. Yeah, (laughs) we we are. We are. We are. Of of course, like everybody else, you know, you think about what your next race might be. And Fargo is at the top of my list for I've done the half marathon um, probably six times, but I have kind of been on a marathon kick recently. So uh-huh. I think I'd like to possibly tackle the Fargo marathon next spring. So if anybody would like to join me, <laughs> it's a lovely town and it's very flat and fast. And that's what I think people, I think time. that's why people go right. To, mm-hmm. Cause it's, yeah. it's flat. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of people go up there and then it's chilly. So you just, you know, you don't have yeah. to fight heat or humidity or <laughs> The the weather is um, a wild card because it's usually the first weekend, first or second weekend in May. Mm-hmm. So it's yes. anywhere from like 32 degrees flirting mm-hmm. with rain and snow to mm-hmm. could be like 70 or 80 degrees. So yes. I like that one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she said snow. Yes, yes. Can I, you um, imagine if I came? Probably not snow in May, but I'm not gonna, you know, rule you can't, it out. You can't rule it out. That's exactly right. We, um, <laughs> my, uh, when I was a teenager, I had a cousin and his, he and his dad used to go hunting in Montana. And mm-hmm. I think they would go in like July. And I would always look as they were packing, be like, where are you going? Cause they would have, <laughs> they would have the gamut. They would have um, long johns and jeans and long sleeves and sweaters and big jackets and hats Mm -hmm. and shorts. And I think one year they got a little cocky and didn't bring all the the winter weather gear and got there. And there were like nine inches of snow on the ground and they had to go buy all of the. Yeah. So I get it. I, I, I can't speak from experience, but I can speak from secondhand knowledge that that is fully possible. Um, Yes. So I, I also, speaking of, um, and I think that you were able to learn this through your shared knowledge of, uh, you said that you live on a nice 40 acre cattle, beef cattle farm. Autumn's, mm-hmm. I think Autumn's uh, parents. So the first time I went to Autumn's parents' house, like shortly after we started dating, it was almost um, Lion King-esque. So like her dad put me in this like truck and he drove me up to the top of this hill. And Pride I think, Rock? He drove I, you to the top of Pride Rock? So they have like a <laughs> 750 acre farm. Oh my gosh. And yeah. his, his, his spiel was basically everything the light <laughs> the touches. Land, yeah. um, so I was like, <laughs> that's wow, so cool. that's a lot of prop. Um, 
So we drove up on a hill and he just was like, all of this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, um, that's a lot. Um, but yeah, Autumn was very, very excited to hear that um, she had that shared similarity with you. So yes. is that I something want to know more about? The yeah. Farm. Yes. We need to go in. Tell we me about the farm. Yeah. yeah. So um, my husband, Joe grew up on a hobby farm, a five acre hobby uh, farm where he raised 4-H animals such as you know there's beef cows and pigs and sheep and he even showed a bunny one time <laughs> and <Awesome>. so <laughs> we're actually we're high school sweethearts and so when I met him in high school very cool he yeah thank you uh when I met him in high school I didn't know that side of him like he was kind of just he was in hockey in high school and that's mostly what I saw of him but then that summer I got a taste of you know, the other side of things and just really dove into that um, part of his life and learned a lot about it along the way. And so we continue to date through college. He, um, he was in an egg fraternity, <laughs> Alpha Gamma Rho. And so I hung out with a lot of egg kids in college. I'm, I'm a pharmacist, but that was kind of um, where I hung out the most was with the egg kids, I would say. And so really just fell in love with the culture and the work ethic that the egg community has. And I knew that, um, well, I knew I was going to marry Joe <laughs> and <laughs> I, we pretty much knew that. I mean, a few years into our relationship. And so knowing that it was a big part of what he wanted to do with his life, I took to it and we kind of just, we ended up finding this place, um, just outside of Bismarck. It's close enough to the city um, where I, I work in Bismarck and, you know, I can, I can go and get groceries or Starbucks or whatever I want. Yeah. Um, Starbucks you know, is it's important. a 20 minute drive, <laughs> <laughs> but we also, you know, we have like the peace and quiet out here mm-hmm. um, with still being close to the city. And so right now I would not call it a farm really. I mean, it's, it's an acreage really. Yeah. very small scale um, acreage comparatively to, you know, some, a lot of these ranches out in North Dakota are running hundreds of cattle up to a yeah. thousand head of cattle. Wow. We have seven. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it's a lot. It's a lot. They of are, yeah. It's a lot of upkeep. Yeah. Um, this winter will be the first winter that we keep the cows. Um, like we've had them on pasture uh, every summer, but then, they've went to a different place over the winter. And so this winter we're finally keeping them here and we're actually going to be calving um, in March. So yeah, it'll be a whole new experience. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I'm not about to just nominate Autumn's dad for anything, but he he goes (laughs) through a little bit. Yes. Um, He goes through the calving thing in like February, March as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I think whenever he was in college, he had a little bit of like, like vet tech background and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. um, if you have any random sporadic <laughs> questions, you may, you know, want to see if Autumn can maybe give some, some information. Cause he, um, the, mm-hmm. the real fun thing for them for the last couple of years was um, they had like a coyote problem. So they got a donkey and the, now the donkey is like her dad's best friend. Like, you know, he oh goes out God. in the morning and the donkey's there and has protected all the cattle and all of that stuff. So 
Uh, yeah, That's we relevant. I actually saw a coyote. I, I worked tonight this weekend and I saw a coyote this morning on my way home. So there's yeah. that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, um, they got a coyote, their best friends. Good deal. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, that's a fun thing. That'll definitely be a, an uh-huh. interesting learning experience. And I'm, I'm sure that winter in North Dakota can be, uh, normal for you, but probably <laughs> a bit much for <clears throat> a Blair. Possibly. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even conceptualize half of these temperatures. Like I don't understand, like you say 30 and twenties and like zero and like, I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand what's going to actually happen. Like I, I was texting Steven actually this morning because I was like, well, guess what? The time change is dark and cold. I can't work out ever. (laughs) I'm going to have to only ride the bike because I don't, I don't get cold. I don't understand it. I don't know how to dress. My body is in shock. (laughs) Oh yeah. Last winter we didn't get hardly any snow, but it was brutally cold. Like below third like negative 30 for like two weeks in a row and that was that was beyond (laughs) that was really bad (laughs) that's just uh, yeah I mean it's 67 in Florida and I have uh, a sweater a scarf (laughs) pants I wore my Ugg boots today (laughs) Uh that is 90 degrees of difference in temperature (laughs) that's what I'm saying I that's what I wore for 67 yeah to go outside. <laughs> I, I've told and her this sunny. a couple of times, Hannah. She would she would be the kid in a Christmas story that gets bundled up with the arms that can't move. Yeah. Give me yeah. the fluffy like body prison. That's all I'll be yeah. at. Yeah. Oh so my gosh. Because you've really only, like I said, you've just been like skating across the Canadian border for pretty much your entire <laughs> life. Um do you are you just more acclimated to winter running? Do you dislike summer running yes, or is, is there a preference? Oh, so that's an interesting question. I'd say that has changed a little bit over time. Um, when I was in college, I in Fargo was a lot icier where I lived. It was around campus and the sidewalks were awful and I am just the clumsiest person ever so I I used to avoid outdoor winter running like the plague like I would just I would just go on the treadmill Mm -hmm. uh, mind over matter it I used to be able to like study on the treadmill (laughs) in pharmacy school that's impressive that is I would I would make these study sheets and kind of just like with big highlighted points and just kind of stare at them. And then I would flip the page and stare at that for a while. And while you're I did running. a lot of studying on the treadmill. Yeah. That's, a, that's a yeah. really impressive skill. <laughs> um, so in college, I hardly did any, but now I actually, I live on a gravel road mm-hmm. um, and that doesn't get icy, which is awesome. And mm-hmm. so I've been able to do a lot more outdoor running since moving to the country. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say 10 degrees is my cutoff for running outside. 10, Any, 10 degrees. If it's like below that, I am. <laughs> <laughs> like I can, I don't, but my thing is I don't have a lot of nice winter running gear. So I'm like putting two pairs of normal leggings on and like, <laughs> I haven't, I haven't, uh, I haven't really invested in that kind of gear yet. Cause it's kind of still new to me, but mm-hmm. I do have a treadmill and 
I really love my treadmill. But I do too. I kind of lean on yeah, that a little yeah. bit. I don't have yeah. a Peloton, although I am. I don't either, of you guys. <laughs> no, he. I just okay. use the app on the treadmill. He has it. Yeah. Got no, it. there's nowhere for that giant giant thing <laughs> to go anywhere. <laughs> I uh, uh, so whenever and listen again, everybody out there, I'm not on a Nordic Track destruction quest or anything like that. When our Nordic Track died, mm-hmm. and they had to come get it. Um, it was midwinter and our driveway, our winter this year was different from yours. We just had two feet of snow all winter. Like it never really left. It would go down to like 10 inches and then we'd get 10 inches. And I had like a nine foot mound of snow from shoveling and, um, these poor people, right. These delivery people that bring treadmills are just usually like, um, for us, it's like university of Pittsburgh students on a summer freelance gig. They're delivering treadmills for fun. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so these two poor kids show up, um, we share like a driveway with four other houses and they get into the driveway and they, the, the tires were bald on the truck because the company doesn't put tires on the truck and they're trying to get into our driveway and it's just spinning. And, I'm like the day, the day before they were like, we can come tomorrow. And I was like, you don't want to come tomorrow. You really don't want to come tomorrow. It's like, it's not good. It's really not good. And they were like, no, it's fine. We'll come. And I was like, okay, fine. Just have great time. So they got here, couldn't get up the driveway and they were like, well, we'll just carry it from your house to the truck, which is uh, 35 yards. And I was like, okay, and they got to like the steep part of the driveway literally both of them fell down and like slid with the 600 pound treadmill to the truck and then the peloton people came with the tread and they like drove halfway up the driveway and then we're like we'll carry it and i was like you're aware there's like two inches of ice and like the driveway's just and so it was just like figure skating with a peloton basically Mm -hmm. um and yeah, the whole thing was just a mess. So, um, yeah, I, yeah, I, I was curious too. So you guys, we, we, everyone up here lives on generator life in the event that the power goes out. Do you guys have the backup generator and all that jazz or no, we do not. And I don't, <laughs> I don't think that's common, but okay. I'm kind of new to home ownership. So maybe it is. Somebody well, needs to tell me if we need one, but <laughs> I think more than anything, we're just surrounded by so many trees. Like it's sure. not, it's not so much the weather, like destroying the lines. It's just like trees will fall, take out a line somewhere. And mm-hmm. um, then we've only had it happen once, but we had like a two day period in a winter where we just had generator oh. eat. So the house was like 50 degrees and um that was fun yeah no the the whole tree thing is not an issue in yeah right that's it, right right i wasn't gonna Minnesota, try to just be maybe, like, but yeah yeah north dakota different story yeah uh you can drive for a long long time on the interstate and not see hardly any trees besides the shelter belts on the yeah yeah on the farm so yeah yeah, yeah. there's so many things i'm realizing i need to travel and see like mm-hmm. yeah mountains mm-hmm. and snow and Highways if you do trees. come to North Dakota, I would highly recommend Medora. It's not where I live, but it's by far the most beautiful part of the state. And really? you can go see the musical and the Badlands. And they actually, they do a really awesome, I haven't run it yet, but it's on my list. They have a trail race out in the Badlands in the summer mm-hmm. and it's called that, the Mata, yeah. the Mata Hay trail race. So that would be a really good, like if people are trying to run a race, 
in each state, that would be yeah. an awesome one. Just we, uh, Blair and I joked there. on our last episode about, uh, Blair and I need to take for the four year run on like a traveling podcast and just hit all the states. So mm -hmm. yes, I'm, just, I'm quitting tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm I'm traveling sure. podcaster. Yeah, sure. I'm, I mean, I'm a speech therapist. Do you think people want speech on the go? <laughs> <laughs> That's a new science yeah. right there. I mean, I'm sure that there's a way that that could happen. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So you are a pharmacist and i would imagine i don't want to stumble too far off the running trail here but i would imagine that your job has been let's just say eventful <laughs> yeah um so mm -hmm. what's the timeline of how long have you been a pharmacist prior to covid and then like mm -hmm. what has the, the difference been post during covid i i say post yeah. and acting like it's post, it's not post yeah current, acting so. like it's post yeah yeah. Current. <laughs> yeah uh so i graduated in may 2018 and then started my job after you know my boards that summer and so i was a pharmacist for about a year and a half before covid hit uh so i, was, I mean pretty i was fully trained in kind of had the workings of the hospital and I remember our first case in Bismarck because I was working that weekend. Um, all of a sudden, we got a patient in the ER um, that was, you know, had all the cardinal COVID symptoms and we did the test and sure enough, positive. So we're kind of freaking out and don't really have a plan in place or what we needed to do with this patient. So that was really mem memorable for me uh, back in March of 2020 when I was working yeah. that weekend. Um, and I would say our, our, how pharmacy has changed since, um, it's been really interesting just to learn about all of the treatments and now the vaccine and to really put to test, like they, they tell you that being a pharmacist, you're going to be learning your whole life. Um, that's really been proven true, <laughs> yeah. especially since COVID it's, it's a lot of information to wrap your head around and a lot of people, you know, trust pharmacists, which I'm glad they do, but yeah. you kind of have to really check yourself on all the information that's out there and really sorting through good versus bad and all the trials and stuff. So yeah, we're still, yeah, we're still in the heat of it. Our hospital capacity in North Dakota is not great. Not to yeah. be on a, Kind of yeah. a kind of a bummer of a topic, but uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, it's very stressful, and I can see it on all of my coworkers and such. But right. we've really all come together as best we can and trying to fight yeah. it. So. <laughs> yeah, I I, uh, I I couldn't exactly remember the date, but I was like, I feel like half of your life so far mm -hmm. in your career has been COVID, which is interesting yeah. to say the least. Yeah, it is. It sure is. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah navigating all that in the hospital it's it's an interesting time <laughs> yeah, yeah and it's gonna be really hard it, it's um mm -hmm. I, I guess I, you can answer this question if you'd like to or not but like the thing okay. that's been challenging so i my tr my normal job is it for med medical schools pharmacy medicine mm -hmm. nursing etc and re the recruitment thing they're not necessarily like 
missing quotas, but they are having a lot fewer people. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that being a doctor, a nurse, a pharmacist, a dentist, or any of those things um, comes with like, quote unquote, glamorous life. But through COVID, there's definitely been like a rethink. Um, We've joked with some people around like, well, there's probably a lot more people being like, oh, so yeah, I am going to be a lawyer now instead of a pharmacist or, you know, mm-hmm. people when they're 17 or 18 picking between different things. And um, yeah, it's been a challenge because there's, there's you know, a whole different understanding of what those professions entail now. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, knowing what you know now, I mean, I'm sure that you do love what you do, um, but like what do you think in terms of what a person maybe coming into pharmaceutical school or anything like that should maybe be aware of? I'm sure it's different than what you thought yeah. it would be. Oh, absolutely. Um, right now, you know, I can speak better to pharmacist job outlook um, yeah. and what people should be thinking about. Maybe, And I mean, the thing about pharmacy is it's gone in waves sort of of having a shortage of pharmacists and really needing more to now we sort of have the saturation in the market where um, not only are you maybe not going to land the job that you potentially want, but it could take things like years of residency and working really long hours and possibly not being compensated as much as you would like to be. Yeah. Um, And just knowing the stress of the healthcare system and everything, I think is a whole nother level of something that I just didn't think about when I went to pharmacy school. (laughs) So I think more and more before people, you know, pursue a path in healthcare, you have to kind of weigh the the work-life balance of it all, even though that's not really a true thing. Like you'll never achieve the perfect work-life balance, right, but right, right. how much are you willing to give? Mm-hmm. Um, I personally yeah. am super, super happy with where I ended up. So I'm lucky. Yeah. I know that that's not the case for all pharmacists, yeah. <laughs> um, especially those that have taken on so much extra work during the pandemic. So yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, we've, we've talked about farming. We've talked about North Mm -hmm. Dakota. We've talked about (laughs) pharmacy stuff. We have (laughs) not gotten into any of the running stuff and you (laughs) perfectly, I think, have a little bit of a segue there, work-life balance. So Mm -hmm. I know that you, you know, you've had a really kind of interesting early in your life understanding of what running is to you, um, what running initially maybe wasn't to you. Um, Mm -hmm. So you in high school played volleyball, correct? I did. Yeah. And then segue into cross country. So Mm -hmm. do you want to walk through what, how, how that unfolds? Yeah. So in, you know, elementary school, middle school, and the first part of high school, I played volleyball because that was just the sport to play essentially. Um, and I was actually, I was okay. Like in middle school, you know, I was starting, I was pretty tall. Like I kind of, you know, grew before the rest of my friends. So that helped a lot, the height advantage of it all. Um, but then, you know, 
when I was a freshman in high school and sophomore in high school, <laughs> all my friends caught up to me and they started to become <laughs> faster and could jump higher. And all of a sudden I kind of just felt myself fading out of volleyball a little bit. And I wasn't really sure what to do with that. I was feeling a little bit lost, but you know, the mild time trial, you know, the famous oh, yes. mild time trial that everybody yes, has yes. to do every year. I don't know if that's still a thing, but it was when I went to school. <laughs> I, I think it is just through nephews and nieces. I think it's right. still, I, it's they still, okay. they it's still, still agonize over it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's still there. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I was like that girl running, like a running, walking, like a 15 minute mile, you know, in middle school, like screw this. It's, this is the worst. And then in ninth grade, I ran like an eight minute mile or something just out of nowhere. <laughs> and my, volleyball coach was actually also the FIAG coach and he's like Schroden that's my maiden name he's like Schroden have you ever thought about cross country like he kind of sort of knew that I probably wasn't going to make it on the volleyball team we had a pretty competitive high school and I don't know if he was it, just that little nudge I kind of just thought about it a little bit more and I was like well what the heck I'm not going to amount to anything in volleyball I might as well try this running thing. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I remember going to Kohl's and getting a stopwatch. <laughs> and that <laughs> summer, I <laughs> it was just this little pink stopwatch that I bought. And that summer, I ran the summer before I went out for cross country, I would just run this loop by my house and it would take me 17 minutes. And then it would take me 16 minutes. And, you know, I would see if I could beat my times and whatnot. And I never actually knew how far it was here. It was like a mile and a half or something like that, which, uh, the, you know, the distance doesn't really matter looking back, but it was just fun to join a sport. And I just remember on the first day, everybody was just so welcoming mm -hmm. and so inviting. And we didn't have the best cross country team ever, but it didn't matter because everybody was out there doing what they really liked to do. And um, I ran JV that year and ended up, um, <laughs> my favorite actually memory of cross country was I actually followed the golf cart and won a JV race <laughs> that <laughs> first year that I went out, which was <laughs> the coolest feeling ever. That's so cool. <laughs> that is super cool. Um, and then, yeah, then my senior year, I was nominated as one of the captains and made some pretty awesome friends in cross country and then just I just kept running after that it's, and yeah. it kind of grew into half marathons and half marathons, right, so. <laughs> right yeah I I think something that we really haven't talked much about in talking with other people um we talked with Andrea and Jim who are cross country coaches and um you know a couple other people who've run cross country and you know you were you were kind of talking about that comparative thing and in, in sport and um mm -hmm. I think the thing that's interesting in cross country, I was, while you were going through that, I was going back to my cross country days and, you know, I was certainly not the one or the two spot for the team or anything like that. I was mm -hmm. like the seven or the eight spot on a good day, but there wasn't any of that, um, for lack of better definition, like there's quote on, you know, there's stars on the football team or the basketball team mm -hmm. and, even the best runner on the cross country team, like it wasn't coming with any added fluff or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I, I think it was just, you know, we're all running. And um, I remember the captains that were 
on my team through the three years that I ran, they were always just excited for everybody else. And it felt a lot more inclusive. Um, they're definitely, I mean, there, there wasn't full blown hazing. There was more just jabs, right? Everyone jabbed everyone and it, it, right. it didn't have that whole like hazing kind of feel, but, um, it was definitely a more unique, um, interesting component of a team slash individual sport. So yeah, I, I, I fully agree. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then does running assist you in terms of that life balance through college with going to school yeah. for all this? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Running was um, definitely a lifesaver during college. So I pursued pharmacy, which was pretty rigorous uh, to yeah. say the least, but, yeah. and I liked I liked to have fun in college, you know, go out with my <laughs> friends and all that. So between schoolwork, running and going out with my friends, I don't think I did anything else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, um, but I always made time for the run just cause I knew that I would feel better if I got it done. Even during finals week, like I would leave the library to go run and my friends would look at me like, where are you going? Like we have a final tomorrow and I'm like, I got to just, clear my brain just for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it's proven over and over again to just be a really good component of the work-life balance. Well, and did it, uh, I've thought a little bit about this too. So I do stuff with like for the run, if I'm trying to design something and I'm getting nowhere, mm-hmm. I go for a run and you're absolutely right in the sense that it shakes your mind out, but mm-hmm. similar, I, I kind of liken it to, um, they say if you like study right before you go to bed, your brain does so much processing that you kind of wake up absorbing more than you might have otherwise absorbed and, and that kind of stuff. Did you did you find that running was kind of like that in the same way? Like it allowed you to step away, but it kind of maybe allowed some things to sink in so you could come back and have, you know, arrived at yeah. better perspectives. Yeah. Absolutely. There would there would be times when I run where I would be kind of just processing what I just studied or thinking of concepts that I needed to come back to (laughs) almost just as a, I need to step away from this to know what I still need to work on or try to understand better. Yeah. yeah, It was such a good, healthy outlet. I would imagine healthier than (laughs) healthier than my (laughs) other outlet. We all made the same outlet choices in college. You you probably had like some of your um, mentally fastest miles go by while you were doing all of that processing too. Right. Mm -hmm. I've run while I've been trying to think about a design or marketing something or other, you look down and you've run like five miles because you've just Mm -hmm. processed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So like you said, you were, Cross country runner turned half marathoner turned now marathoner. <laughs> um, was was the run math as illogical as most other runners' maths? Did you <laughs> did you get out of cross country and then start to think, well, sure, I've run eight nine miles on a cross country training run, so why couldn't I run a half? And then you finish a half and think, well, it's only it's another halfway. half. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, to the half marathon but it took me a long time to do the runner's math up to a full. (laughs) (laughs) I was a half marathon runner for a very long time before I was, I did my first marathon in 
2018. Yeah. The same year I graduated. So, um, you and Steven just loved being like, sure, I'll run something crazy (laughs) to tack onto the busy life schedule that I had. That year was crazy. I got married in 2017 (laughs) during school and then I graduated May, 2018. And then I ran my first marathon December, 2018. So it was, a whirlwind. <laughs> I feel like they found extra time somehow. Have they like manipulated <laughs> the construct of time? <laughs> they're they're not sharing it with us, Blair. They have really secret technology. It's not, <laughs> it's not good for the rest now, of us. <laughs> I, I will okay. This is this is Hannah. This is me and Blair giving us, ourselves a little stop. We had our intro the other day where we both acknowledged we do too much and we don't realize it. So oh, so that's we, why we don't have time. Yeah, <laughs> uh, right, right. But um, so okay. I feel like this is a different multiverse. I know we live in a way different one. Uh-huh. Um, so when you are you're running half marathons, you then you become a marathoner. Do you have the goofy thing in your head now? I so full disclosure. Today is the first day that I went out for a run since mm-hmm. COVID for 50 yeah, days. So, so exciting. I didn't even know that it was 50. I woke up this morning. I told Autumn last night, I was like, I think I want to go for a run in the morning. It's going to be really nice. My, It's been about six or seven days without feeling mm-hmm. weird. So I'm going to get up. I'm going to try it out. And uh, I got to the uh, parking lot where I go run usually when I go out. And uh, I did the goofy thing of like, how many days has it been since X? And it's been, it was 50 days. And I was like, wow, that's ironic. Wow. Um, so I went out and ran and, you know, that first run after you haven't run for a while usually is just like, I could do anything today, yes. even though you really can't. Um, but yeah, I, I had that, uh, I've used the term a couple of times before. I think, um, the first Iron Man, like Robert Downey Jr. lands after he flew and he's like, yeah, I can fly. I finished my like two and a half mile run and was like, but you I could knock a half out if I really need it. Oh my gosh. Um, that's I, your math. I know. Blair's like, no. no. No, my first run back after 50 days would be like, this feels like trash. Why am I doing Listen, this? Th- my calves and my lower legs definitely were like, nah, you couldn't. My um, feet. But mentally, <laughs> warm up? No. mentally, I was, yeah. Uh, yeah. Did you? Um, no. No. <laughs> Um, I did a little I've bit of learned nothing and I stretched. I did a lot of stretching. I did. I did stretch afterwards. I was like, I'm a new runner. This is I'm a new runner. Um, do you have the goofy thing now of you've run a couple of fools and you're like, I could, you know, I could just go out and run a half if I want. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, that's so funny. Um, one of my best friends, Katie, uh, the other weekend, she asked me, she's like, well, what are you doing on Saturday? And I was like, well, I'm going to go for a long run on, you know, in the morning. And she's like, well, how far are you going to go? And I was like, well, I'd like to go like 10 miles. And she was like, why? <laughs> what are you training for now? <laughs> and I'm like, to be honest with you, I don't have a specific goal in mind, but I would just like to be able to run a half marathon on a whim. <laughs> yes. And to, to try to explain that to a non-runner, it's kind of hard. Um, yeah. But yeah, definitely my mentality right now is I, I'm kind of trying to focus more on strength training because I know it's so, so good for me and it'll benefit me in the long run, yeah. um, literally. <laughs> but I'd also like to keep my endurance up 
to be able to run those double digit miles just because I love it. So yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I, there's a lot of people and I've said this a couple of times. I know there's a lot of people that run streak and I fully respect them. I I've done the run streak thing. Um, Mm -hmm. But for my mind, the run streak overtook training. I was, Mm -hmm. I I found myself run streaking for the sake of run streaking and not for the sake of like building endurance, upping my mileage. Mm -hmm. I I was just like, if I can make sure that I run a mile today, I've succeeded at continuing this thing. And then it kind of, right. It kind of almost belittled what running really was for me to start, which is like getting healthier, pushing yourself, doing really cool things. Um, So there's plenty of people. I mean, there's uh, our friend, Mike uh, Brooke, Mama Brooke. She's been running run streaking for a long time. She's awesome. She's getting ready to do ultras and rim to rim to rims. And um, Mm -hmm. but for me, I think my mind just compartmentalized it into a different thing, which was like the run streak was the thing and nothing else was being built on top of that. Um, So I am. I am coming back into running with this mindset. You spoke to it perfectly of like, yeah, I I actually do probably need to do a spin bike two or three days a week. And yeah, I really do need to um, do stretching and yoga and Mm -hmm. strength work. And those need to really be an important part of my weeks. And if that means running is a four day a week thing, that's, there's nothing to shake my head at for that. It, mm-hmm. You know, everyone has their own unique way that they approach their running. Some people can seven day a week it. Some people are six, some people are four or three. Um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, our friend Kaylee, her, her voice continues to sit in the back of my mind of like, if you want to keep running as long as you're you able to, to, you need to just do the other things and do all the other things. Yeah, I think so. that's what honestly, like Instagram, like the running Instagram community. Yeah. I have realized that more than I ever have over the last year, um, just how important that stuff is. Cause it's right in front of my face. I love people that post all the cross training stuff and yeah. all the other stuff that they're doing. Obviously I love the runs too, but, um, that's one of the biggest takeaways that I've gotten from running Instagram. And I found a strength program that I really like, and that has been so valuable for me. Absolutely. Ooh, tell us about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tell us about your so, strength training program. You found that you enjoy. <laughs> sure. I, I follow, um, I don't know if you guys follow her or not, but Audrey Bowman. Yes. Um, she yeah, does yeah. the ABF daily. Yes. Workout. Okay. And so I ended up subscribing last December to start very affordable program and it's circuit type work. Um, and she does five workouts a week. So Monday through Friday, but you can do them whenever it fits in your schedule. And they're just, I I think she just, she has the runner background. Uh Now she kind of focuses a little bit more on the strength training aspect but she's a runner herself. And although her program is not specifically for runners, she just does a lot of the really good, like the lateral moves and just the different mobility working with weights and, and things like that. So I have really, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend. And like I said, it's very affordable and flexible to your schedule. So I'm going to check that, that out. I love it. <laughs> yeah. Since I, I'm terrible at strength training. <laughs> Yes. 
NC just launched this new app. So now it's on your phone and you can preview like before it was just a website. And so she's making improvements all the time. I think it's relatively new program. She just started it a little over a year ago. So okay, improvements all the time, but yeah. Cool. Yeah. Well, speaking of a little over a year ago, so um, our last episode, we got to talk with our friend Ashley and it happened to be her birthday week. So that was awesome. Awesome. But you are celebrating IG birthday. Yeah. Well, one happy year. Birthday. That's exciting. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> oh my and, gosh. Thank you. Yeah. So, and you've said, you know, certainly the IG running community has been really helpful. Mm-hmm. Whenever you, started your your running account like certainly we you know i started it too just for like this little bit of a sense of accountability but mm-hmm. what what thing maybe did you not expect it to be like that it you know has just become i really didn't expect the level of personal connection that you can make with people over instagram dms like yeah i <laughs> It is a whole different world than I even could have ever pictured it to be. It's it's so weird how I looked at it because on my personal Instagram, I followed, actually, Kaylee was one of those people that I followed. <laughs> Funny story. <laughs> um, I followed her and I followed a few um, elite runners. And then my friend Lindsay from pharmacy school actually ended up creating a page as well. And so... I just, I was like, I went back and forth about it for almost a year. Like, should I make this? Should I not? And then one weekend I just decided to just do it. If it sucks, I'll just delete it. You know, delete it's it, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. <laughs> and it just took off. Like everybody here is just so yeah. inviting and welcoming and yeah, just love it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I to this day laugh because I started mine and I did it super quietly. Like I didn't tell my mm-hmm. family and, um, I really like at first didn't even tell autumn. Cause I was like, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'll like it. I don't even know mm-hmm. if I'm going to be running. And, um, but then within like a week, I would just be like on the couch and I'd be like, Oh my God, uh, Brooke or Jim or Kaylee or, um, Allison or, you know, and mm-hmm. Autumn's over and she's like, what in the hell? what, why, why, like you are so in with these people. And I think it's just that when runners, you know, finish a run or have a bad day or have a good day, there's just a willingness for people just to like freely express to anyone else via their posts, via DMS or anything like that. Just the raw, you know, kind of like cross country, right? Like the team was just a different chemistry than you might find in other teams. And I think um, even as we get older and we age out of the team aspect of running, it, it's, it just becomes a whole different thing. And mm-hmm. we all might be individuals, but it's almost like the IG running community is like one great big team of people trying to accomplish great, big, amazing things. And mm-hmm. that's the coolest part. Like, through Chicago and Boston and Indy and New York Mm -hmm. and London, all you want to do is see people do well. And like through tracking, right? Like all of these marathons have tracking apps and I find myself like 
just wanting to refresh, 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 because mm-hmm. you're like, well, they were 25 K, which means in eight minutes, they're going to be here. And I need to make sure <laughs> that I need to make sure that in eight minutes they're there. Cause if they're not then, and it's like, I can't do anything. Like, you know right. what I mean? Like there's right. something in my brain that's like, well, if they're not there, like, what am I going to do? Like teleport to that <laughs> marathon and be like, you can Are do you okay? it. <laughs> right. But we, you know, there's, know, there's this investment. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was so bummed that I had to work nights this weekend. I couldn't track people because <laughs> if right. I would have downloaded the tracking app, I wouldn't have gotten any sleep. No sleep. Yep. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exciting weekend for all those runners. Very yeah. cool to see. Mm-hmm. So you've run a couple of marathons now. You did Bismarck most recently. Mm-hmm. Um, what for starters? How did marathon training leading into this marathon go? So it was pretty short. Uh, so I ran the Deadwood Marathon in June, um, which was in a full twenty week training cycle that I put myself through and. Um, so the Deadwood Marathon, I have to start there because it kind of leads into the Bismarck yeah. Marathon, was incredibly hard. Like I almost did not finish. Mm. <laughs> very, very close to dropping out. Um, the problem is, is I live at about a thousand feet of elevation and I didn't realize just how much the 5,000 to 6,000 feet of elevation would affect me. (laughs) And I don't know why I didn't take that into consideration, but I just, I didn't, I didn't, you know, I'm like, it's not the mountains. It's just the hills of, you know, the black hills of South Dakota. And so I, uh, on my shakeout run in Deadwood sort of, you know, I kind of was feeling, you know, the thinner air and, the effects of the elevation and got a little bit nervous, but I really felt it. Um, And then the other part of this race was they advertise it as a pretty flat race. It's on the Mickelson trail, (laughs) Um, but it's a a, like super gradual incline for the first 13 miles. Oh, wow. And then it's, and then it's a very gradual decline for the last 13. So like you're you're running and you're running and you, and you think maybe there's going to be a little bit of give, like a little bit of downhill. And at mile five, like, I was like, I can't even, like, I hadn't even caught my breath yet. You know, in the beginning of a race, you're all the adrenaline's going. And then usually you sink in after a few miles and I never quite sunk in. My heart rate was super high. Like the whole time it was, (laughs) That's discouraging. My my friends and family that were there that were literally driving along the course, like cheering me on is honestly what got me through. Hmm. And so like at the top of the hill, I was like, okay, now my legs are just going to turn over. It's going to happen. And they were so shot by then that Hmm. I, I walked a lot. I I was just kind of like, I was very, very happy to finish that race. I Mm -hmm. finished fun fact and Four hours, 59 minutes, and 59 seconds, <laughs> which is kind of a fun fact. Yeah. <laughs> Sub five. But um, so after that race, I was like, that's just not my best effort. You know, like that wasn't mm-hmm. a, really a fair yeah. look. And, mm-hmm. and finishing a marathon is an absolute feat in itself. So then I kind of just let that sit for a little bit. And in, so that was in June. And then in July, 
my husband ran a Spartan race in Utah, which is mm-hmm. a whole nother beast in itself. But yeah. <laughs> we were we were out in Utah with a group of friends who um, half of them are into running and Spartan races and the other half are kind of just into Spartan races. My husband's basically just into the Spartan race side mm-hmm. of it. But a couple of other friends were like, are you going to do a fall marathon? Like we'd really like to we'd really like to do one. It'd be fun to do it together. And so we decided on Bismarck. We had a few um, on the table, but Bismarck just made sense logistically. So from mid-July to mid-September, I mean, that's only two months. (laughs) Um, But I was already sort of in shape from Deadwood. So kind of just continued off of my base and training went really, really well. I had some hot days, but um and I run in the afternoon typically just because of my work schedule that's how it works so yeah I do acclimate to heat as we were talking about before um I can you know pull off some pretty warm runs but they're not my favorite but yeah yeah (laughs) kind of just do what you got to (laughs) do yeah absolutely um yeah Yeah, I I was I was (laughs) gonna say like Deadwood's kind of like that thing of uh that old like adage of like, would you rather be like shot in the arm once or like have a slow drip hit your head for like 20 hours and people would be like the slow drip would be fine. But within like five hours, you're going to go crazy. So yeah, that just like slow grind uphill that, yeah, that it was, there's nothing like it. And we're in an area where I didn't get service and I forgot to download any sort of Oh, podcasts no. or music or anything. <laughs> just, so I was you, like, just you and yourself. Oh, no. <laughs> it was me That's and myself worse. and my thoughts. <laughs> I don't like myself oh. enough to be by myself that much. <laughs> no. And it was on this trail. So, like, even those moments where I, I honestly was like, I need to drop out. Like, there was nobody by me and I didn't have service. So, I was like, okay, just gonna keep next, going. Yeah. next water station. And then I get to the next water station. I'd be like, oh, okay next you know what i mean yeah (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah you were you were reminding me too um whenever i think it was about six or seven years ago i was talking to a friend who um he was a swimmer in college and he you know normally just did meets on the east coast but they had like some big invitational they went to um somewhere just outside of denver and the elevation was like 6500 feet and he said that um, they went like three days early and he's like, why are we going to this meet so early? And he was like the first night that he was asleep, he kept waking up because his body was like not breathing. Like the air was so different that he couldn't even sleep. Right. Like Mm -hmm. when his body would get into REM sleep, his, his oxygen would just like not get there. And he would like wake up needing a big deep breath And so he was like, it took like two days of sleeping to even get used to, you know, what my lungs were asking for. And, um, yeah, he he was like, it was the weirdest thing ever. He just kept like waking up, feeling like he was out of breath. And I was like, that is miserable. Like that sounds sounds scary. That sounds really scary. Yeah. And it affects everybody so differently. Yeah. 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 I just didn't think it would affect me in in that way, but it it sure did. So just, yeah keeping that in mind when people are signing up for races. <laughs> well, and, you know, I think the the cool thing, it, it, it was definitely like a gift curse situation, but I'm sure mm-hmm. coming out of that marathon, you have 
a whole new level of like mental inventory that you probably otherwise had never developed or knew that you had. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was probably super assistive going into Bismarck. Like I've made the joke of a couple of times of, uh, my, my 22 miler going into Chicago, worst run of my life. And I was like, mm-hmm. it cannot be worse than that. So exactly. Yeah. I thought that a lot during the Bismarck marathon, how, it was so much better than the Deadwood Marathon. (laughs) It got me through a a lot of miles. And the Bismarck Marathon went incredibly well. I I had a 24-minute PR, just kind of blew my own mind, which was exciting. That's so exciting, yeah. Uh, Yeah. I got to see my friend Kelvin run his first marathon, and then my friend Dane was also there, and they did awesome. And just the what was really special to me is I think – this year, a lot of my non-running friends and family have really taken on to, and like appreciate what running means to me. And they were there as, as a support cool. system. And it's That's just amazing. like, yeah, it was, it was really cool. We had a really big group come out and, and support all of us. So it was just a really fun day. For sure. Yeah. Experience. Yeah. That, that added like, family thing i think mm-hmm. is, is definitely yeah. cool a support um, network mm-hmm. makes yeah. such a huge difference mm-hmm. yeah yeah i like i i'm i'm happy i get these forever but like whenever i my dad met me one one time for a training run like halfway through a 20 miler and like the first 10 out was like an hour and 52 hours right and mm-hmm. he's there with a bottle and I have 10 more miles to run. So I'm not like going to stop and chat with him and shoot the breeze for 20 minutes. I like, I am a sweaty mess. I look like I'm done. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he gives me my bottle and I'm like, all right, I got to turn around and go that way again. And I think for other people being able to be like, you looked not great at mile 10 and then you went and did mm-hmm. 10 more miles is like mm-hmm. that that's an understanding. Like, you know, you know, it's that thing of like, you need um, almost like secondhand exposure to, to what it mm-hmm. really takes to do that kind of stuff. Um, because you can, as a, before I got back into running and I was in my late twenties and I would see 26.2 stickers, you would be like, that is impressive, but mm-hmm. your mind wouldn't be like, Oh, that was 18 weeks and early mornings, blisters and soreness and this and that. And now when I see people with those stickers, I almost want to like catch them and like roll my window and be like, (laughs) you did the really hard thing and, you know, understand Mm -hmm. it. Um, So that's, that's fantastic that you got some family to go along with you. And yeah, that, Mm -hmm. that exposure to see, And, you know, like the cool thing, my mom and dad both got to see me on training runs. So when they were in Chicago, I think the cheering part, like Autumn has told me, I almost wish like she would have like, and there was enough going on, but it, I like part of my brain's like, I wish I had a recording Mm -hmm. of what was happening that whole time. Cause like my mom, like my, like Autumn was like, your mom was just like screaming for people like nonstop the whole time. Um, (laughs) I think it's cause she was like, these people all did that to get here um so that's 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 totally my mom too she's just the the (laughs) sweetest (laughs) most excited excited for you person and she my dad took up running 
shortly after I did. Um, when I joined cross country, I think he kind of saw me, um, you know, get into running and he decided to try it out for himself. So he's been running for almost as long as I have. And my mom has also recently, she was, she always went on walks and stuff, but she recently has started running too. So it's sort of become this family thing. And Mm -hmm. my husband doesn't love running. (laughs) He, um, he's a hockey player. So he kind of runs like he skates, like his, his, uh, feet go out. <laughs> it reminds just, me of like friends. Yeah. <laughs> Which just like leads to like terrible shin splints and IT band pain, sure. you know, you know. Yeah. but, uh, he, um, did have to run some to train for Spartan races. So sometimes I do get to run with him too. And running with my parents and my husband, and then a lot of my close friends, um, yeah. that I've met in Bismarck and mm-hmm. my college friends, uh, it's a, it's a fun thing. I'm always excited when somebody wants to get into running. Okay. Yeah. What race are we doing? Yeah. <laughs> when are we going on vacation? Do you guys want to go on a run together? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did, did you have any moments before? Um, so maybe during your first marathon training. So like during my first, like, um, because you're so invested, I mean, I, I think, mm-hmm. I think you could probably speak to this marathon training is second job. Like it's a, yeah. full, it's a full-time job effectively. <laughs> um, so I wanted, I just found myself all the time wanting to be like, please ask me about running. Can you please, <laughs> please ask me about running? I have something I want to share. I, I'd really, I'd love to tell you about my run this morning. Can you please ask me about it? Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, that's one of the coolest parts is I think too, back to like the IG community, you get to know all these people, you talk through DMs, you support each other. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think perplexes people of like um, 40 people showed up to like a meetup in Chicago. And I think both of my parents found themselves being like, why are these people that have never seen each other like hugging and like just right. in and uh, all the selfies? All yeah. The- <laughs> yeah. I mean, I have just- yet to experience an IG meetup. So I'm looking forward to that sometime in the future. But we need to figure that out. We need to figure yeah. that out for you. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's, um, I said it in the last episode, I said it, a, it's just like a high school reunion. You just somehow know all these people. You just fall into some weird trance where mm-hmm. you're all on the same page and everyone wants to go to the same places because everyone gets it. Like the shakeout race for Chicago, we were all like, well, where's a donut shop? And everyone's like, donuts, <laughs> like just go to donuts. And, um, you know, everyone has the same kind of calling cards through all of those things. So yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a, mm-hmm. you know, the running community is an awesome, awesome thing. Absolutely. Yeah. So you've, you've done just a couple of races this year, uh, <laughs> stacks on stacks on marathons. Uh, mm-hmm. what is, you know, I, I am stealing your question, Blair. You're, You're stealing your all of the questions. It's totally fine. <laughs> but it's that, you know, what, what is next on Hannah's calendar oh. of running? Oh, goodness. Um, I haven't decided yet. I definitely don't do winter races up north here. Wise decision. What do you, why? <laughs> so the, the, the winter will be for um, kind of just maintaining, mm-hmm. like I said, sort of trying to build strength, keep my endurance. And then I definitely want to train for a race next spring. 
Now I keep telling myself after running these marathons that I'm more of a half marathon person, but there's something weird about runner's brain. That's like, maybe I could do the marathon, you know? So we'll see. Um, Definitely some spring race, probably definitely Fargo, hopefully. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then, um, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything super specific right now, but kind of enjoying that post marathon um kind of cut back a little bit yeah Yeah. training is a lot especially back-to-back marathon training yes for sure for sure it's a good time to have a cutback Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah nothing wrong with you know and like i've told a couple people like you just gotta hang on to that Mm -hmm. i ran a marathon thing for like as long as humanly Mm -hmm. possible because um yeah it's crazy 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 but mm-hmm. yeah that's that's mm-hmm. fantastic it's um thanks yeah i'm glad that you decided to make a running account and come join yeah. the community of crazies and um Me too. <laughs> yeah yeah it's been it's been really great to follow along and see everything that you're doing and like i said there's like multiple days every week where autumn sees that you've shared something and she's very excited. Um, so yeah, you, uh, you, you do a fantastic job of spreading good and positivity and things like that for others. So I'm really glad that, um, I can now walk out of this room after this and gloat that I got out with you. I'm like, I feel like you can call her in. I know. I know. We'll, 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 uh, we will, and so we'll we'll just kind of tell everybody here after after we push record, chill out. I'll I'll summon what I glowingly refer to as the season. I'll summon the season to come in and and uh, she can sit down and, and say hello. But um, thanks good. for thanks for chatting with us. Thanks for uh, kind of going through. You've had a pretty uh, awesome little long term. Uh, relationship with running and it's awesome that it's grown into this great big thing that's halves and fools and <laughs> all of that so i've really enjoyed learning about more about north dakota too yeah anytime you. yeah you guys got questions just hit me up <laughs> it was gonna, fun. it was like a tiny travel that's right <laughs> tiny trip i'm gonna Cut yes. some snippets out of this episode and send them to the North Dakota Travel Bureau. And, uh, and yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you. <laughs> and, and, and be legendary. <laughs> awesome. That's like the North Dakota float. float yeah. Whatever, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, thanks well, so much for having me. I appreciate absolutely. it. Absolutely. All the best. Thank through, you. Uh, all the best through winter, and we'll see what you've got on the books for 2022. Yes, absolutely. So, all right. Thank you.